in an era where our lives are more digital and cybercrime de- dominates the, the headlines, it's easy to overlook the significant impact of analog fraud. Every day, countless individuals fall victim to the schemes involving stolen mail, forged checks, and other traditional forms of deception. Mail theft has been on the rise for a few years, but currently the scale of the problem is staggering. Historically confined to a few regions in the East Coast or the West Coast, mail theft is currently an epidemic that is sweeping across the country. You're listening to the A-List podcast, where we bring you an A-lister from the field of fin crime and AI every episode. I'm your host, Anurag, and joining me today is Frank Albergo, the national president of the Postal Police Officers Association. Welcome to the show, and I'm super excited to have you. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. So, Frank, um, uh, to start off, let's just, uh, I, I think you need no introduction, but let's just start by, so, so, so for people who are unaware, let's start by a small introduction. So, uh, I am the national president of the Postal Police Officers Association. Um, we represent uh, all the postal police officers in America. Um, We work for the Postal Inspection Service, which is the law enforcement arm of the Postal Service. Um, I think a distinction has to be made between postal police officers and postal inspectors. Um, Postal inspectors are investigators. They investigate crime after it happens. And postal police officers are uniformed federal police officers. Um, We carry weapons. We're highly trained. We're a fully functioning police force. Okay. So, uh, so Frank, uh, based on what you're describing, so it seems like the USPS has the right, uh, the Postal Service has the right organizational structure. So there is, there, there are armed police officers, a police force that is patrolling the streets, uh, monitoring property outside of the uh, post offices even. And then there is the investigation, which sounds to me a lot like the detectives, where they they would get uh, after, like you said, after the, the crimes are committed, they would go and do the investigation. Right? So it seems like the right structure. Uh, but given even 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 with the right structure, the, why, why have we seen uh, such a surge in mail, mail theft? And what what have there been any changes? What, what is limiting uh, the Postal Service to uh, you know, it seems like the fraudsters are, and the criminals are getting a freedom. So what, what's missing? Well, in um, August of 2020, the inspection service basically grounded the postal police force. Um, I can't blame the mail theft epidemic uh, strictly on benching the postal police force, but it definitely um, was a contributing factor. Um, Postal police for years, we were conducting mail theft prevention patrols, uh, carry protection patrols, and the inspection service decided that we shouldn't be doing that any longer and we should be confined to uh, postal buildings. So postal police are no longer protecting the mail or postal workers. We're protecting buildings. Um, it, It made no sense. And while the inspection service decided to do this, um, it was right when mail theft was spiking. And since then, mail theft has absolutely uh, exploded. Um, 
And to make matters worse, you know, I never in my wildest dreams uh, thought the inspection service would tell the media that postal police don't have the jurisdictional authority. I, I figured that they would have said, um, well, we need postal police in uh, the buildings right now. However, if there's a spike in, uh, you know, postal related street crime, we'll deploy postal police to those areas when necessary. But that's not what they said. What they said was, well, postal police can't arrest mail thieves. They have no jurisdiction. So the problem is most people do not differentiate postal police from the inspection service as a whole. So the inspection service is actually telling criminals that, hey, we can't arrest you. So go ahead and steal mail. I mean, I think that has had a, you know, a huge impact on the mail theft epidemic. I mean, most law enforcement agencies, when there's a spike in crime, say, we are doing everything we can. We have postal police officers. We will deploy those postal police officers. They will find you. They will arrest you. And we will prosecute you. But the inspection service decided to say, they can't arrest you. Sorry. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I think in today's day and age, uh, a public statement like that, these these criminals are not like the ones in 1970s or 80s. They are very well read. They follow the latest trends. They are on social media. So uh, a statement like that can embolden them, can make them, um, you know, encourage them. I, I'm not saying that in in any way that this is the reason, but yes, I, I it makes sense. But there there are there are proposals. So um, I was reading about it, and there are bipartisan legislations like the uh, Postal Police Reforms Act. And if these these act the, these legislations are passed, it would help. But given the scale of the problem currently, um, and and just to attach some numbers, in twenty twenty two we saw thirty eight thousand uh, incidents of mail theft this year, uh, and we are we are still in July. It's it's already hit the twenty five thousand mark. So given the scale of the problem, do we think, uh, do we need more short term? I mean, we need to support the legislation 100% and that's that's uh, a step in the right direction, but that's going to take time. So are there more short term measures that can be, uh, uh, that we can employ? Right. Well, I just like to point out that the legislation um is technically unnecessary. Um, the inspection service could deploy postal police right now if they wanted to. So um, that's one step that can be taken. But obviously, postal police are not going to stop the mail theft epidemic. I mean, we can make a dent in it. Um, we certainly can protect letter carriers and um, have those arrow keys um, uh, protected. But I mean, basically, People have to stop using checks. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, you know, they're they're easily uh, gamed. Um, it's not only that they can be washed; they can be counterfeited. Um, you know, a counterfeit check apparently is very difficult to detect. Um, so people, you know, they have to stop using checks. And and the, you know, the postal service is not saying that. The postal service is uh, technically they haven't even said don't mail checks what they've said is well bring the check into the um post office and and, and mail it but maybe that's not going to help because you know checks are stolen on the day they on the day they are delivered right. so um and the, and they're stolen after they're delivered so that that's not going to help i mean people just have to stop using checks um you know 
Unfortunately, I think Congress and the Postal Service believe once, you know, checks become out of fashion, mail theft will stop. And, and that's not the case. Um, you know, I mean, there's credit cards in the mail. There are, you know, all this personal identifying information in the mail and there's packages. So, you know, the Postal Service has been exposed as an easy target. So, you know, once checks or, you know, they they stop using checks, they're still going to have this problem. So I'm, listen, this, they have to, they have to put postal police back on the street. They have to um, do whatever they can to get um, their law enforcement partners, so local police uh, involved. And the best way to get local police involved is to use your own uniform police force. But the inspection service doesn't understand that concept. Um, so it's a mess right now. It's an absolute mess. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, earlier this year, FinCEN, uh, which is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network and USPS issued uh, an alert. Uh, it was an, uh, an alert or an advisory on mail theft and check fraud. But they did stop short of asking customers not to mail in checks. The, the advisory was to more informational uh, indicating that there is a high volume of mail theft and high volume of check fraud and there are risks of mailing in the checks, but like you said, it, it, it was an advisory and they advised people to bring in the checks. And I am um, someone who works in the, in the uh, field of check fraud, uh, you're right, uh, detecting check fraud is is uh, extremely difficult because uh, also the criminals are getting, uh, fraudsters are getting very good at forging checks, uh, altering checks. I mean, you can go to YouTube today and you can find a video, how can I wash a check and you, you'll get a, a very, very detailed tutorial as to how you can take uh, a check that is being written to, to somebody else and alter that and deposit that into your own name. And with the rise of, uh, you know, identity theft, there are so many fraudulent accounts that have been created. It's very easy. You, you can sit in the comfort of your home and deposit these uh, stolen checks. You don't have to go. You, all you need is, is a cell phone. You take your cell phone, you take a picture of the check. It's in your account. So this is helping. Uh, a, a lot of these things are helping um, helping the fraudsters. And I think uh, one thing that you said I picked up is the fear of uh, being caught by a policeman. Since there are fewer police on the on the street, uh, that's the, uh, the, that fear is missing. I wanted to ask you a follow-up question. Um, you mentioned uh, two things. One is uh, there have been uh, assault on mail carriers. So that's obviously one of the big jobs of the postal police. If you're, if you're on the streets, you can help protect them, help protect the, the, the uh, also protect the mailboxes. But you spoke about the arrow keys. Now, what exactly is an arrow key? They are extremely popular and sought after by, by the fraudsters. I, I even see on, on dark web, people are selling these arrow keys. So what is an arrow key and what, what access does it provide someone? Well, an arrow key is basically what the letter carriers um, carry. Um, they give access to all... Um, mail receptacles in a given zip code. So you're talking about blue collection boxes, uh, apartment panels, cluster boxes, green relay boxes. So, you know, they're highly desirable. Um, they can be easily counterfeited. Um, so, you know, the Postal Service is rolling out a uh, initiative that are going that's going to replace those arrow keys, but, you know, it's the Postal Service, so it's going to take years and years and years. Um, 
whether or not it works. I mean, I think it'll protect the blue collection boxes. I, I don't, because those are actually hard to physically break into. Um, but it's not going to protect the cluster boxes. I mean, right. you don't necessarily need an arrow key to get into a cluster box. You just use a screwdriver and pop it open. Um, plus, you know, I mean, carriers have a lot of mail. You know, they'll. I would expect to see um, break-ins of postal vehicles going up. I'd expect to see uh, push cart thefts, um, dock theft, which is, you know, technically, you know, employees aren't supposed to leave mail out on the dock of a post office, but they do. Um, you know, that was something that we would uh, police and, you know, we would do these uh, station patrols and we'd make sure that all the mail was secure, but there are so few PPOs left that the uh, number of station patrols have diminished as well. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a mess. It really is a mess. And there's no, um, you know, silver bullet to stop this, um, but you have to do what you can. Right. And the, the right. inspection service has a police force that it refuses to use. I mean, that, that to me is, you know, what else do you need to know? I mean, it, it's incredible. Um, yeah. So those are the arrow keys. And, you know, there are other ways if you don't if you don't have an arrow key, there are other ways to steal mail, unfortunately. Yeah, we're not going to share any of those uh, techniques on uh, on this uh, right. uh, on this podcast. So, um my good friend uh, Jake Emery and and fellow fraud fraud fighter as well. He calls the the pandemic assistance, the PPP loans, as the the venture capital for fraudsters, as the fraudsters venture capital. These fraudsters, these criminals, they're sitting flush on cash. They have access to dark web. They have access to social media. They they are using some of the cutting edge technologies. There are many techniques, and soon now with the proliferation of uh, uh, AI, they will have access to the next gen uh, AI. As a technologist myself and a fraud fighter, I'm curious: Are there technologies, uh, data analytics that the postal officers, the inspection service, or the police officers have access to that can help them fight fight the criminals, fight the fraudsters? Um, well, the inspection service does have a uh, analytics group. Um, whether or not it's being used to stop mail theft is debatable. Um, you know, I've had, well, I've had, uh, they've met with people who are expertise, experts in uh, the field and they actually told me, well, uh, they really don't know what they're doing, which is, uh, you know, I mean, which is unfortunate. Uh, hopefully that has turned around. Um, they spent a lot of money on an analytics team. Um, so yes, they do have, um, you know they do they do crunch the data and um you know and they, they you know i don't want to bash the inspection service you know you know they have great employees the you know postal inspectors are great criminal investigators um and they're doing what they can but it's just overwhelming right now and you know the postal inspectors can't use postal police officers which is a major problem um so yes they have uh analytics but as far as tracking mail theft um it's not as easy as, as you may think. Um, you know, those, you know, intrusion events are, are hard to track. Um, basically, if the letter carrier doesn't tell you that, um, you know, there's no mail in a blue collection box or, you know, some or a customer complains, well, then how would the inspection service know? So those mail theft points are, are, are real important. Um, the postal police, we actually had... Um, um, 
crime mapping and uh, all all of this technology as far as uh, being able to track uh, letter carriers in real time, you know, uh, showing where they're most vulnerable. And we would, um, you know, be deployed to those specific areas using, um, you know, all these different uh, police data. And we don't have that anymore. It, it was actually, it's an amazing story. I should, I should quickly tell you that uh, when they... When they stripped us of our jurisdictional authority, I, I asked, well, why'd you give us all this equipment to find the letter carriers? And they scratched their head and they went, well, that's a good point. Take it all out. So they took it all out of our law enforcement vehicles. So now I, in, I'm, I'm still, a, you know, I'm still a postal police officer. In our vehicles, we still have the stand for the computer systems. We just don't have the computers. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. Yeah, just thinking about it, like simple techniques, like uh, if uh, if arrow keys have been stolen or mail carriers in a particular zip code have been um, attacked, taking those zip codes, increasing patrolling in that area, or also issuing public uh, advisory guidelines on Facebook, on, on Twitter, advising people, hey, there has been uh, compromise in, in your neighborhood. Uh, we advise you not to use... Uh, the draw boxes for for a period of time till we till we uh, either change the locks or secure the area, or for the next few days we are monitoring. So, doing these uh, some some of these uh, things which might seem very very rudimentary or very simple, uh, but it it could it could show up to be very very effective. Yeah, but unfortunately, the um, the postal service doesn't really put out many warnings on a compromised uh, blue collection box. Um, it's it's amazing. I mean, they they know that this blue collection box. So imagine this: this particular blue collection box has been hit a dozen times, and it's still in service. They know someone has the key to it, and they just keep you know people are still mailing their letters, yeah. and they're still being stolen, and they don't take that blue collection box out of service. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes a letter carrier or a um, a clerk. Will actually put a note on the collector box. I mean, do yeah. not use this. And I'm always like, like, really, like, yeah. like we. This is the best we could do. Like, some individual postal worker has taken it upon themselves to warn customers. But the the postal service itself hasn't done, hasn't done so. I mean, it's. I mean, so you know, this is the problem. I mean, it's you know, the postal service is such a giant agency. And there's so many moving parts that, you know, part of the problem is the bureaucracy of it all. Um, you know, there's no single decision maker, apparently. Uh, it's just something something has to be done. You know, and I'm surprised because this this postmaster general seems to be very uh, commonsensical. Like, you know, it seems like, hey, we don't need this. We need this. I mean, he seems, you know, I mean, and he has the police force that the inspection service won't use, and he hasn't done anything. I mean, he's basically agreeing with the inspection service, which is amazing to me. Apparently, he's you know he's buying what the inspection service is selling, which which is unfortunate. Yeah. So, uh, Frank, uh, again, uh, we are coming up on time. Um, uh, thank you, thank you a lot for joining. I I follow you on LinkedIn. Uh, if someone, one of our listeners, wanted to follow follow you, um, is that the best place to? Uh. 
hundred percent. I have a, I also have a Twitter account, but I have four followers. So that, <laughs> I do post on Twitter, but uh, for the most part, yes, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. So and it's amazing how how um how how it's working. I mean, people I mean the stuff I post, I mean it's all public information and people are like, wow, this is crazy what's going on. So yeah. uh, the word is getting out, and it's you know people like you who are spreading the word. So thank you very much. Yeah, uh, no, th thank you for what you do, and uh, and like you said, see a lot of the news that you post on LinkedIn is local news, like uh, articles from Ohio, from Florida. We right. we uh, I live in New Jersey. I don't necessarily follow all the local news publications across uh, the states, but this is good information to have. Uh, what what's happening in Ohio could happen in in my neck of the woods uh, tomorrow. So it's just uh, it's just good good to uh, follow. Again, I'll share your uh, in the show notes. We're going to put down uh, the link to your link uh, to your LinkedIn profile. Um, highly recommend uh, listeners to to follow uh, Frank, and this, uh, he shares a lot of interesting information. Again, Frank, thank you, thank you for joining uh, joining me today. Thank you for sharing. New challenges and also some of the strategies uh, to, to combat uh, mail fraud. Uh, it was great, great talking to you. Yes, thank you. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Share it with your friends and feel free to leave us a review. Don't forget to follow the show on LinkedIn and on Spotify. We will soon be on other streaming platforms. So watch out for those updates. Thanks for listening and we will see you on our next episode.